0: For frequently assigned to high schoolers today, Thank You, Ma'am, by Langston Hughes is revered for its characterization as well as some of its themes on forgiveness and kindness. Let's dive a bit deeper today into the short story.
1: Ooh. That was nice. Thank you for doing that intro. Eh?
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Oh, wait, no, we just have to cut it off, right? (laughs) Welcome to the Codex Cantina, where we take a conversational approach to the stories that we discuss and read. My name is Una.
1: And I am Student Crypto today. If
0: you are down for literature discussions like that, please make sure you hit that subscribe button for us.
1: And as always, we start off with publication information. Thank You, Ma'am, by Langston Hughes was published in 1958.
0: Now, usually we start off with plot this is going to be a very quick plot because not a ton can happen in three pages but a lot of characterization does happen in this piece which is what we want to go over today so let's go through the plot real quick and then we'll jump into some of our analysis so for plot a small boy tries to steal a purse from a lady she stops him her imposing nature presses upon him she takes him in washes him feeds him the boy sees her compassion and is unable to truly thank her before leaving end plot (laughs)
1: so much crammed into three pages though
0: very quick story so let's jump into our analysis let me do a couple of quick housekeeping notes in terms of the characterization some of the word choice and stuff here and then we'll jump into kind of like the meaning behind the kindness and compassion in the story and dive a little bit deeper into that so you'll notice there are actually three voices in this story can you name them crypto so
1: there's mrs jones the boy and i don't know the third
0: The narrator, right?
1: Oh, okay. It's omnipresent narrator. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And
0: what's interesting what Langston Hughes does is he gives very unique characterization to all these characters, and in three quick pages, you really get to kind of know these characters very quickly, which other authors will flounder through entire chapters trying to figure out how to explain their character. Or
1: 400 pages.
0: So let me give you a little passage from this story. The woman said, what did you want to do it for? The boy said, I didn't aim to. She said, you will lie. By the time two or three people passed, stopped, turned to look, and some stood watching. So each one of these characters has a very distinct personality and very distinct way of speaking. And when I say characters, I include the narrator in this discussion too, because the narrator isn't necessarily Langston Hughes. It's, it's this unnamed person that's explaining this thing, these things to us. So we have Miss Jones saying things. What did you want to do it for? You a lie. Notice anything unique about the way she speaks.
1: It's very precise, and she also seems to speak in a vernacular sense.
0: And it's all very single syllable words. What did you want to do it for? You a lie. It's very aggressive. And it's very percussive. Uh, some would argue even kind of like a jazz-like influence, which, you know, Langston Hughes was from the Harlem Renaissance time. He could have been kind of evoking that a little bit. But the idea is that this is a, this, I mean, the description of her, she was a large woman with a large purse that had everything in it, but hammer and nails.
1: That opening the line is amazing. It, it is. just pulls you immediately in. It, it, yeah, it, it's good.
0: Oh, and it's 11 p.m. at night presumably in a large city, most likely Harlem, from where Langston Hughes is, is from is most likely. But you get these ideas that she is a an imposing person. She's not a person that you want to mess around with. And Langston Hughes not only gives and describes her from the narrator's perspective of that way, but he has this quick, to-the-point, aggressive speech by her, puts her in a location and time that only a more bold or assertive person could be without putting themselves in danger. He is giving us a complete package of this large, imposing woman. And Langston Hughes is a master at
1: that. Yeah, and this is something great that I think a teacher could use in class to show how masterful a great writer is Introduces a piece with that opening line; it really pulls you in. This is what we would call a hook or a zinger, sometimes in writing or in history, where you're trying to rope your reader in real quick so that they continue reading and they're, they're already engaged and they want to know more about this person, there's this event or whatever you're writing about. And this is a great example to try to show to your students of how a writer will do that successfully.
0: Now, the boy is kind of the opposite of her, right? He's answering things with, like, just gnomon. A very quick, submissive role. The descriptions of him from the narrator. He looked as if he were 14 or 15. Frail and willow wild in tennis shoes and blue jeans. So they don't even know how old he is. 14, 15. Even the narrator's a little bit wishy-washy on this boy. And the boy is very wishy-washy, too, right? When he was making decisions, we have the quote, Roger looked at the door, looked at the woman, looked at the door and went to the sink when he was ordered to go to the sink. So even he himself is kind of wavering and making choices. You see that being a young man frequently in literature is about making choices. And that's what the story is doing is it's putting Roger in this crossroads. And... Langston Hughes is painting him as being open and suggestible to which way is my life going to go in this very unique situation where he tried to pickpocket the wrong woman.
1: I I love how Langston Hughes has taken these two polarizing characters and they're really... They see one coin, two different sides, where she is all clean and proper and pristine, and the boy is is messy and kind of bland. Again, you don't know a lot about him, but her, she has a very clear-cut, defined, characteristic look about her, and the boy doesn't. And I, I love how he, he paints these two very vivid but different types of pictures of individuals.
0: So if they're on the opposite ends, you kind of have the narrator in between who's just very lucid, very clear with his with his directions. What is ultimately a woman sits on a bench. We have this line, she was a large woman with a large purse that had everything in it but hammer and nails. It had a long strap and she carried it slung across her shoulder. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And she was walking alone when a boy ran up behind her and tried to snatch her purse. So we have like the setting. We have these descriptors in terms of what kind of purse was it? What kind of woman was it? We're getting a very quick to the point picture of what's happening. And that's very different from the amount of details that that Mrs. Jones will give you and from what Roger will give you. And I think it's these three together that just form this perfect triangle of narration for the story. And
1: I think what Hughes has done here is that he's taken something that is very simple for most of us to be able to recognize. We know what a woman looks like. We, we could picture, you know, a different size person. We can see a woman sitting on a bench. We know what a purse looks like. Like you, Everybody can envision these things and kind of fill in all the other details of what color was the purse or you know, where was she sitting on the bench, the Left or the right side, your brain can fill all of this in because it's so simple, but it's so effective.
0: Well, they say what makes a perfect design? And it's not what you can add to it to make it unique. It's when you can't take anything else away. And I think kind of what you're describing is you can't take away that she was a large woman and, and this was a large purse because these are very important for describing this character in the fewest amount of words possible. And, and that's what makes this story so interesting to talk about I think from a classroom perspective. Let's move into kind of the meaning behind the story. I guess we have to start with the question, does Mrs. Jones have an impact on Roger?
1: I would say definitely that she is going to change his course of his life as he reflects back upon the choices that he's already made and the choices that he will be making in the future because she's shown him a different way of looking at life.
0: And we see him going through that process, right? Looking at the door, looking at the sink, looking at the door, and he ultimately goes to the sink and he starts to even kind of offer some help for her too.
1: Yes, and we see that from the quote in the story where it says, do you need somebody to go to the store, asked the boy, maybe to get some milk or something? So
0: the boy was suggestible, and that leads Mrs. Jones as kind of our Yoda figure. We think Roger in the beginning is the antagonist, right? He's stealing her purse, a universally morally bad thing to do to take from other people. But then, instead of attacking him aggressively— or fighting back the way that we would kind of suggest, she fights him with what? She fights him with compassion, with kindness. Do you have anyone to go home to? And it's it's this, this, this question right here, when the boy says that he has no one at home, that we kind of start to feel for him a little bit. We can start to understand his circumstance, how he may come to do things that— you know, maybe if you had a big support system that you wouldn't normally. And that's when Miss Jones takes Roger onto herself to clean him, to bathe him, to feed him, and to start showing him kindness to probably turn his life around. I would say that this boy, Roger, is a dynamic character where he's open and suggestible to improvements in his life, which is something we all need, I feel like, to, to truly change. We must be open to the idea of what can I do to be To be better. I don't want to go around stealing purses. What's a better way to live my life? And sometimes having someone show that to you is what you need to turn your life around and start making better decisions.
1: I also feel that I know personally, after kind of reading this story and thinking about how I sometimes teach in my classroom, is that we're all able to learn new things and that we, I learn just as much from my students as they learn from me. And I think that Mrs. Jones, she asked that question because she didn't need to clarify what choice she was going to make. And she learned about what she would do if she came across a young boy that had nobody else. And she's like, well, if, if he had said, yeah, I have mom and dad and this and that, I'm just acting out because I'm a little jerk. She might've beat his butt, but then she learns something about him. And I was like, Oh, this boy doesn't need any more negativity in his life. He needs mm. love, someone mm. to look out for him, and she makes a different choice than she might have otherwise. And I, I love that, that you, you can see the two sides playing off each other.
0: I wonder if even in terms of the era, what did he want the money for to buy blue suede shoes? This was, like you said <laughs> earlier, was published in 1958. Elvis Presley's song about blue suede shoes came out in 1956. So it was very much on the popular consciousness Of America at this point in time it could very well be this is this this is Langston Hughes showing that this boy had role models he maybe he wanted to be like Elvis Presley or wanted to be in the cool crew and have those those hip blue suede shoes it shows that Roger had ambition but maybe was choosing the wrong goalpost he he was on his hero's journey but was headed in the wrong direction and found Yoda Mrs. Jones to steer him towards a better area that he could that he could do with his life
1: yeah i like that that she becomes the role model for something more than just material possessions that kindness and love is really what matters and ultimately changes his life
0: so let's come back to that question did the boy learn a lesson here
1: i, I think he did i think that he is going to make better choices but i think it's more than that and if if you can get a discussion going in your classroom where you can talk about not only the boy learning lessons, but Mrs. Jones as well. It'll take it to that next level discussion where such a simple story can draw out a lot of deep philosophical questions.
0: Some people enjoy these conversations, but they're not sure what to add or what to say. If you'd like to help us out, please feel free just to leave an emoji down below, even if it's just of a boy waving or something like that. We're going to move into our subjective ratings for this one. If you want to see more stories from us from Langston Hughes, we'll leave a playlist link down below. Crypto, what are you going to rate this one?
1: I'm going to give this one just a solid six for uh, personal enjoyment and for my uh, analytical review. I think this is uh, meant for some very basic, you know, concepts of writing. Does it very, very well. The story is enjoyable. I think that you can learn something about, you know, yourself maybe a little bit, but uh, it's a very simple concept, but a solid one at that.
0: I'm very similar. I think I'll go with a seven overall for my personal enjoyment level. Good story. Enjoyed it. Fun classroom discussion, probably. So with that said, thank you for joining us on the conversation today. If you are down for other literature discussions like this, please consider hitting that subscribe button to join us on the journey. We post videos every Monday and Thursday. We hope to see you guys there in the future. Una out.
1: Peace.